Hello and welcome back to episode two of the Loud and Uninformed podcast. I am one of the hosts today, Sean Foley, as always, excited tonight for Eagles Cowboys. No, no, geez, Eagles Commanders, not Eagles Cowboys. That was a couple weeks ago when we kicked their butt. Eagles Commanders tonight. I'm in D.C. This should be fun. I'm joined by my man, George Brandt. It's been going by Jeeb. I think that's what we're going to stick to on these podcasts with Skylar. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. Good. Good, good. Um, well, I just want to start it off by saying that uh, Jeff Saturday going 500 looks real easy. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. it's definitely going to hit. Did you look at the rest of his schedule, though? I-, I informed myself just a little bit, and it looks like the Texans are really the only other, like, easy win game they have. Every other team is like – because they play the Birds. Um, they play the Vikings, I think. They play yeah. the 7-2 and two Giants. Bangles. They have uh, quite the gauntlet coming up. They do. Oh, I think I'm getting uh, visited by that uh, commanders, a local commanders fan. What's up? us on the podcast here. Here, you can take a seat right on my bed here. How you guys that's doing? Comfortable. That's not hey, the Jack. first time you told him to take a seat on your bed. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh, come Jeez. on, Jeevers. <laughs> um, so, congratulations! You're the first ever. Yeah, I'm honored. Honored on the Loud and Uninformed podcast. Um, I made sure to find the most uninformed commanders fan i could find on the streets yes, to bring on of course of course i'm kidding i'm kidding i think jack's a great representation of who the commanders are so <laughs> with the with the sale coming down is this the happiest you've been in your entire life as a commanders fan uh yeah i think uh pft summed it up pretty well on uh part of my take he said it's no the... free sponsorships we're not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are competitors it's like the best thing that has happened to me as a DC sports fan <laughs> in the last 20 years. Like, yes, the the championships, the the caps, the caps win and the Nats wins were like were sick, but like football is king in this city, like same as it is in any other city. And like we had no hope with that guy as the owner. And like I'm saying this all now with you know thinking that he will sell, which I think like at this point it is pretty uh pretty pretty probable but like if he does sell i think finally we have some hope again that like we can actually be like an okay franchise do you want strive horrible strive for okay be, be <laughs> mediocre yeah let's be <laughs> mediocre before we're good, before we get our our hopes like really high where do you want the franchise to go from here? Like, do you like rever- like what stays? Do you just completely oh, clear house? No. Or- clean, clean house, clean house, <laughs> clean house. Get everyone out that Dan Snyder brought in. Yeah, um, I'm talking Rivera. I'm talking. I don't know if you guys know that, but like Jason, Jason Wright. Yes, Rivera's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Wright. Take out the two. He has like two other GMs that he has to tell him things, even though he like is the guy that makes the last decision. He brought in two guys. A couple guys. more people to ignore. Yeah, exactly. Like, this guy, and he's he's made, like, bad decision after bad decision. Obviously, Carson Wentz being the last one. Um, but, yeah, clean house and bring in, I don't know, Sean Payton maybe? or. <laughs> well, I thought you were striving to be okay and you saying well, that you're going to bring in Sean well, Payton first. Hey, hey, we don't know. Anything can happen, right? So... What of the of the popular names you've seen for potential buyers? Which one excites you the most? Oh, I mean, definitely the the Bezos. Was it? It's up to like Bezos, Jay Z, and McConaughey now. I mean, <laughs> that, that, would be, that would easily be the best. I mean, you have two 
like very likable guys in Jay-Z and McConaughey. And for some reason, I don't even know why McConaughey is a big uh, Washington yeah, fan. Texas. <laughs> is he a Washington fan or is yeah, he just like, looking to buy a team? No, he's actually a fan. The other two are are not, but he's actually a fan. And and Bezos just has like like far and away the most money of of any owner. But he's he's got to be local in some regard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got the he's got the the, well, the business. He's got business here now with the he's Amazon got, headquarters and, and the post. And, yeah, and the post. So. But I mean, it's really Which just is, like, you know, maybe it's all been a dance under smear campaign by the Washington Post yeah. led by Jeff Bezos all these years. Awesome. Maybe Snyder isn't the terrible dude that we're hearing about. Yeah, no. maybe he's just uh, getting. Wait, wasn't it? Wasn't it the like Post that that broke it originally? <laughs> yeah, they broke the original news of like that first investigation. They've done oh, most. Oh, of Sean, they're gonna take us off Spotify for something like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, out. Now I disavow Dan Snyder. I disavow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but we'll we'll see. Maybe we can get a new stadium too. That that would be sick. Where Maybe do you want the stadium? Like they're talking uh, about Nova or another one in Maryland. Like where would you? I mean, I mean, back to DC, back to RFK. Yeah. Now, right now with Snyder, if, if he stayed in, we would never get a stadium here. But now that someone else is going to buy the team, it's kind of like back on the table that. Yeah. Maybe they they just knock that whole thing down and then just build a sick new Where, it, it Can you just like is RFK still up? Uh, it is. It's just like it's kind it's, of like a hazard. Right it's now. been it's like separate. It's been set for demolition for a long time. The last team to resident it was the DC United, but then they got a new stadium in Navy Yard in DC. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sitting vacant. Yeah. It caught on fire this past uh, spring. Yeah. And there was just like, people were like, why is there smoke coming out of RFK? There's nothing going on in there. If they can't pull off the DC thing, I would love to see them move to Northern Virginia. I've seen Ashburn <laughs> as a popular destination. Yeah. Virginia Virginia okay. deserves a sport, a single sports stadium. Maryland doesn't need no. six. I mean, I'm Richmond Spider basketball runs that state. All right. All <laughs> Flying squirrels, baby. Flying squirrels. Um, I mean, yeah, like Ashburn would be cool. I mean, Nova would be cool. Anywhere would be better than like where it is right Land now. Land over Maryland. Yeah. That's definitely true. Nobody wants to go out there. Yeah. All right. One last question here, Jack. Unless my other guy, you guys got any more questions? No, Sean, take it away. All right. One last question here. Birds undefe- undefeated right now. Yeah. Facing the commanders are coming up to Philadelphia tonight. What's the final score for Jack? I I don't even know the line at this point, but I last I saw it was double digits. So what's the score projection? Um, it's tough because the first game they played, it was with Wentz, and he was just looked awful. I think we have a better chance with Heineke. I would say they cover. Was it ten points? Eleven points? Eleven. Eleven. I say they they cover backdoor cover, twenty seven seventeen Eagles. I like that, but. I I'm think it's going to be like, a, yeah, I think a backdoor cover makes sense. I think they're going to be, the game's going to be out of hand, but maybe yeah. the commanders get that last touchdown. And yeah, I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to say we, we win the game because we just don't, even, even if people are saying, oh, maybe they could upset them. It's just, it never happens that way. So the commanders I, are, have played just the ugliest football games ever, yeah. like ugly, low scoring. That's I'd be how... interested to see if they drag the Eagles out into the deep. And, and make it really tough for them to score for kind of the first time. I agree. That's how upsets happen. You got to muddy up the game. That's what the yeah, Titans yeah. have been doing all year. 
Yeah, what the Vikings but, have been doing all year. <laughs> exactly. You just make it as yeah. ugly as possible. Maybe catch the Eagles sleeping a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Monday Night Football in Philadelphia gets a little rowdy. I saw a video of a man getting interviewed by 6ABC, the local news station. He showed up to the parking lots this morning at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> they don't open the parking lots for the Monday Night game until like 2 p.m. This you man was there at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> he just wanted to make 100% sure that he was first in line. Yeah, absolutely. He opened up the trunk. He had 70 beers and two pizzas. <laughs> On Monday. Nice. So, was awful. he with people or was he alone? No, he was by himself. Just tailgating alone? <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe his friends will show up. Who knows? <laughs> That'd be okay. a fun environment. Well... Greg, it was fun having you on. Yep, thanks for having me. Yep. Uh, go Commies. Come to the spread. <laughs> go Commies. Right. I'm glad he still has hope, you know? So it's nice to thing. see. It's, it's nice to see he's got hope. <laughs> I think he was I think he was uh I think he was spot on with the whole you gotta blow it up, right? The whole thing. It's just the most poisoned organization from head to toe. You need to yeah. my no, my thing is like I guess down to the players like are you able to keep McLaurin? Like, is it worth keeping him? Will you be able to put something together in time? I mean, they have a lot of really good play. Like, again, this they is do. like this is a defensively, decent- they're very stout. Like, yeah, they- I'm, on paper, they're a quarterback away. I don't think that with the current way that that team set up, they would ever be because they're just so. Sure they know, their their defense kind of took a step. I mean, Chase Young hasn't played yet this year, so that's actually. Maybe we're taking personnel. The defense looks good. Like they have a lot of really good players. They just don't seem to be playing very well as a cohesive unit at all. But that's yeah. what I mean. Like when you look at individually, like everybody on that line is a stud. Cam Curl is quietly probably one of the more underrated safeties in the league. You know, Jamin Davis was a first round pick, what, last year, two years ago. I, I mean, I just think on paper that that team's decent. And that's why they went for Carson Wentz. That's why they were confident when they took their swing and just, you know. Shouldn't be that I mean, Carson. If this was the last two years, this commanders team would be like top of the NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> because of how but this year the NFC East is just the best division out of nowhere. So um yeah. but I want to shift. You mentioned the Vikings a little earlier. What are you guys' thoughts on the Vikings? Now they're what seven and one? I and think they beat that, the Bills in Buffalo. That that's impressive. I mean, I think the Bills yeah it's it's the middle of the season uh and i think the bills are falling asleep a little bit but just with what they have and how good they've looked i don't think you should read too far into it but i was looking at the standings today and now they're now in third i didn't realize they'd fallen that far all four nc east teams are in the playoffs as of today which is ridiculous the patriots are the seventh seed by the way um but yeah, I don't. I, I feel like there's a difference between a good regular season team and an actual legitimate Super Bowl contender. Like, do you trust Kirk Cousins to take you to the Super Bowl? No. Me personally, no. No, but you know, if as long as their playoff games are at one p.m. and they don't have to play anything prime time, Kirk <laughs> Cousins can do it because he's got that ridiculous stat where he's like two and thirty in prime time games. But he's he's like above seven seventy percent winning <laughs> on one p.m. slots. Well, and you got to say they're they're finding way to ways to win football games, and that's kind of the the thing at the end. But I mean, besides they have they have some elite weapons. I mean, they kind of remind me of the Bengals last year, to be honest. All right. So, do you think we'll put this out here, and then maybe we'll shift? But I want to hear your thoughts. If the Vikings go up against a Cowboys. And Eagles, 
even a Bucks team that's maybe resurgent at the end of the year in the first or second round of the playoffs? Do you see them winning that game? I, I mean, I don't think so. I, I see them beating the Cowboys and maybe the Eagles. Um, I mean, anything can happen. I, maybe. Yeah, I, I think maybe the harder thing is stringing together four of those because the NFC is, you know, relatively because the good teams are probably going to be like your six and seven. I was looking today. The Packers have a puncher's chance of making the playoffs. And so oh, they've got more than a puncher's chance. They could be six and seven. They could be five and six, four and five, whatever. That, like, I would hate to see Brady in the first round of the playoffs, to see Aaron Rodgers in the first round of the playoffs. And to have to, like, right. string four of those together while almost definitely having to go through the Eagles, who look like the best team in football, hands down, like, that's just tough. And I don't know if I trust Kirk Cousins to win four of those games in a row, all likely on prime time. Right, right. Um, you guys, good, Skyler. You said that uh, there's a difference between regular season and playoff teams. Uh, do we want to shift a little bit to NBA talk then? Because oh, that's oh. The entire <laughs> is that a Sixers segue? Uh, we don't have to talk Sixers because I'll tell you right now. I think that's the first night of the season, and I saw the effort, and I was like, "This team's no different. We're not. We're not. We're not, we're not getting on the second round." I will say Embiid looking great, but like, I, I don't have faith. We can talk about any of. <laughs> well, I think I mean we have to talk about Embiid, right? That's the most that that's definitely the the biggest news story in the NBA today, besides other kinds of forms of anti-Semitism. Uh, Wait, what what happened? I I've I don't really follow the NBA. Sorry to with who Joel? Yeah, you had fifty nine, eleven, eight, and seven, right? Oh, that's right? almost had a quadruple double, and the night before that, he scored like forty three. So yeah, like, he had 101 team. over the course of two games, and for NBA fantasy, he had the most fantasy points since Shaq in '93. It was the like game score is one of those advanced metrics. I'm not always the biggest advanced metric guy, but like game score is one of the ones where they can tell you how good a player played, like to peak. And the highest ever is Jordan with like a 62. I think it was like a 63 points in the playoffs against the Celtics. It was like a 62 game score. And B got the seventh highest all time last night with the 54.4. All the ones above him are like 60 point games. <laughs> so like he'll be Brian's 80, whatever one point games up there. It's up to like the 80. So Will Chamberlain probably would dominate it if he was, if they had that. But when you think about it, like when Shaq was the kind of, you know, gravitational player that he was at the time and that we haven't seen probably since then he was putting up i mean obviously not 59 but like he was averaging probably like 30 and 15 uh, some good uninformed just guess stats but like every he was putting up a ton of a ton of points a ton of rebounds and that's just how you have to be to be one of the best as a center who's not a playmaking center and i mean it's it's i as a sixers fan i would be certainly heartened to see that he, that he has that gear in him because that's ridiculous yeah, and I mean, and beads that guy. It's just about playoff time when he gets tripled, and he passes it out to T. Stifle, <laughs> P.J. Tucker, who's in a wheelchair, it's or this year like House, or Fork on Corkmouse, Turkish legend. If like he, they can step up and hit a three. I mean, yeah. that's all this team is. Shift a little bit. Got to say, I like the Cavs. They've started off strong. Cavaliers with those Mitchell, move to get Mitchell. Um, 
And I think the Celtics and then the Bucks, they round out the top of the East. And those are the teams that I think actually have a chance coming out of the East. Yeah, the Cavs look fantastic. That's another one that'll be interesting come playoff times. Because I think, like, the Grizzlies being the two seed last year, I don't think anyone was fooled thinking that they would go very far just because of how mm-hmm. young they are and it's a new spot for everybody. I think the Cavs are in a similar position considering two of their major rotation players are in their first two, three years in the league. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see just how far they can take it because that's going to be a really good team if they can all stay together. But – I don't know if this year is going to be their year. It feels more like a Celtics Bucks kind of year. Right. Right. And, um, but then you never know because the Jazz are like top of the West and they're supposed to be tanking for (laughs) really what's going to happen, which is so funny. They're playing so well. And Danny Age is like pulling his hair out like, what the hell? Like they have 10 plus wins already. Oh, yeah. But best team in basketball, I think. In one way, though, he's just going to have another fire sale and get a bunch of other first round picks at the trade deadline for teams that need pieces. He's just going to sell Jordan Clarkson, um, oh, Marklin, who's been playing great. He's going to get sold. <laughs> like they'll, they'll be back in that tanking situation soon enough. <laughs> in the NBA, I mean, it totally is worth it, big picture. And if there's ever a year to do it, it's now. But with all of the like lottery system, it, I feel like it becomes less and less worth it. Like it almost becomes like more of a football type situation where you would rather start to build a winning culture like in the building versus try to get to have a 13 percent chance of getting victor Wembanyama, but it is danny age so i i think Um, that's how sports should be in general i think tanking is kind of shitty when you have shitty 10 10 teams that just don't give a fuck it sucks and i think the nba fell into that in a terrible terrible way and i'm glad they're starting to work away from that yeah, you just got to make incentives, you know? Yeah. Because in the NBA, it's kind of true. If you don't have that superstar, you're not you're not competing for anything. <laughs> I think now, though, there's so many good basketball players, it's tough to point to a team that doesn't either have a superstar or somebody that they're hoping will shortly become one, which I think is going to make basketball a lot well, more interesting. I think there's difference between teams that are taking and teams that have a young core that they're – trying to put the pieces around because you i mean like i don't know the tanking has changed in the nba in the sense that it was 10 years ago i totally agree with that there were some just g league lineups in the nba 10 years ago is there a team that you can think of besides really the jazz that don't have either a superstar or somebody they're hoping will become one because it's like the rockets the pistons they have Cade and jalen green the Magic yeah. just got Paolo Bancaro. Like, it feels like everybody has their guy. And whether their guy is top five kind of makes the difference. But I don't know. It didn't really feel like that like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It who's feels the, like it's more who's the, who's the Wizards superstar? Bradley Beal. Oh, that's an easy one. You're right. But, <laughs> but they're also they're also looking to ship him. They I'm, are. I'm they are. Say... That's, that's the whole thing. Like, you could have Bradley Beal. It's not enough because your superstar is not good enough. But you could still say that Bradley Beal is in that echelon of player. I mean, superstar might be a little high. Who's but... the Lakers superstar? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on, at three and ten. On paper, they got a couple of them. But... <laughs> and then, like, Houston. Well, like, Jalen Green's – I think he's, like – I think he's still a teenager. I don't know. It's an interesting so far because Golden State's 5-8. The Lakers are once again – Three and ten. Terrible. Is Terrible. that salvageable? What do no. you do? No. You gotta hope LeBron's like, I want out. And they're like, thank God. All right, let's we can actually do a rebuild. 
Because with LeBron there, they just got to keep reloading with old parts. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And his sway, his sway is no longer with the top town in the NBA. It's with his generation. And those guys are all on their way out. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, I don't see a whole lot of avenues to that team improving. But I, again, like they shouldn't be that terrible. I mean, Anthony Davis is never playing, which is mm-hmm. the whole thing. Because they put so many eggs in that basket just thinking that he was going to be a top five player for the next 10 years. And, you know, he can't stay healthy at all. So now you've just yeah. rid the cupboards and you're screwed. Right. All right, Jeep, I got to get you back in this conversation. If I gave you a, a basketball and NBA game, you got subbed on. You're playing all 48 minutes. They're not taking you off. How Do many you points? think you'd get a bucket? How many points? Yeah. I'm Sorry, sure. you didn't even phrase a bucket. You you said how many points to am I gonna get? <laughs> I think and, and if it's if they're actually if my teammates are passing me the ball, which they should be. Uh <laughs> they think you're a regular NBA player. All yeah, right, you. well, they're about to get fooled. But I think I go like hold on. For the audit for the listeners, there's dozens of them. I check the metrics. <laughs> for the how dozens tall of are listeners. You? And what is your vertical? I'm 5'10 Generous. on a good day. And I have no idea what my vertical is, but it's not as high as it used to be. Uh, <laughs> That's it. I think I go like four for like 35 from three and I get 12 points. I think, wow. I don't know if you'd be able to get a shot off. And I, I, I don't say that because it's you. I don't think that I would be able to get a shot off either. I don't think that it's like a, I, I think that somebody who is six seven closing out on me will just send my shot into the stands yeah. every time. You're not going to get a traditional three, I don't think. No, no it'd be four three. So I just, if I if I'd gotten blocked enough that I was like, screw yeah. it, I'm throwing up three quarter court shots every time. I don't know. I feel like you could weasel your way, you know, cherry pick, find something. I think I think I find like a backdoor cut. And maybe I get just, a couple of those. A backdoor cut? You think you're full? backdoor cut is insane, Jeep. If you tried to go up for a layup on a backdoor cut. <laughs> okay, think about the 48-minute game. He thinks he's game. Think about how lackadaisical the defenses are. I don't think – I don't think – to find one – I don't think you can even imagine how – what what a lackadaisical NBA thing. Like, I'm just – like, me playing as hard as I possibly could – versus nba players that were playing at 10 percent. if they were walking they would make me look so stupid or how many points do you score zero <laughs> I, see, I mean maybe I, if we're going with the launching half court shot strategy if i'm really like i need to score some points maybe i'll hit two half court but i feel like i hit one half quarter somebody's just gonna pick me up like kind of high and i'll get scared and it will, it will nothing else will happen Listen, guys, I want to put it out there. I was the starting center on a varsity high school team that won four games my junior year. <laughs> I think I could easily get a bucket with my baby hook. <laughs> like, who's guarding you? I What NBA player? Do okay, you so the thing is, I'm I'm 6'5", I'm tall, but for the NBA, I got, like, Steph Curry on me because that's the matchup, you know? Steph Curry's going to score 175 points on me. I'm not saying that's, I'm That's Steph actually Curry. a decent point. You, you, <laughs> you could get someone like Steph Curry – who I also think would be very difficult to score on in the post, mind you. But you I don't, are, think, you I are, don't think I'm scoring more than a than one baby hook. I'm going to do it all night. Yes, but you could, you could get off a baby hook probably 
a decent chunk of the time and that's you, you have the best chance at it anyway. then as soon as i do that draymond green comes over and knocks me out cold with a clean punch you know <laughs> hey if you get draymond to commit a technical on you you yeah that's probably better than the points um oh right. yeah can you get fouled can you go to the line yeah yeah oh, it's an nba point. game <laughs> i'm a pretty good actor yeah flop um talk about flopping u.s men's world cup squad came out let's talk a little soccer i know we dissed soccer on the the last episode here but um the roster was released there were some controversies zach stefan manchester city loney american didn't make the roster backup goalie doesn't really matter at the end of the day because we should only have to play one goalie um and then ricardo pepe was a striker for the team that didn't make it at the end but i was kind of thinking guys you know the u.s dominates sports they sure do our sports but we dominate them like basketball, global basketball international is getting better, but it, the depth in the U S game is so much larger. So I was thinking, why, why don't we win every world cup? And I think it's because our best athletes don't play soccer. I bet we have one listener in Slovenia that is fuming right now. <laughs> well, to that one listener, we're going to, we're going to solve this problem. So we're going to each choose for the sake of time. We're not going to choose an 11. But we're gonna we're gonna draft a five man soccer team with the best American athletes we possibly can. Um, um, we'd also like to preface this with saying that we fully understand how much this infuriates soccer fans, and it's part of the reason why we're why we're doing it. So yeah, I, um, I also had a question for clarification: Is this current athletes, or can it be all time? Let's let's do current. Let's give it some constraints, but they have to be American. They have American, to be American, and they have to be. No, you were gonna choose Giannis Antetokounmpo, but you, you can't do that. That actually would have been a good one, yeah. All right, so do we want to go by position, or do we want to go by person, or do we want to just do a free-for-all round robin? I think we should just start with the goalie and work our way up. I'm saying a goalie, a defender, two midfield, and a striker. Let's keep it simple. Let's do it. Um, all right. Who wants to go for Jeeb? I'll give you the first pick. We'll do it snake style. So I'll get two picks at the end. Okay. Stuck in the middle. Uh, so I'm going to take Odell, and I know – that putting him at goalie is a little bit of a waste of talent, but I just really wanted to get him. So, because he, he, I, I, oh, we got, no, he currently left. has to get for an ACL. No, he got cleared. No, he's practicing. Okay, no worries. That um, that's not a bad pick, honestly. And you get a little style, style. Yeah, yeah attitude. Yeah. And I think that there's two places you could go with this. You could either go with a receiver for football or you could go with someone who's just incredibly freakishly tall so mm-hmm. i was thinking rudy gobert would have been oh he's french couldn't do rudy french, gobert. Though. i do like a uh you know what then i'm gonna go the other direction that's easy i'm gonna do travis kelsey oh i, I like think i think he's a big big body i think that i i think that what he brings to the table is more similar to uh, actual good soccer goalies i feel like they're built pretty similarly he's what six five big body probably probably slimmed down a little but i like the hands yeah and he's got great hands like yeah. you can't deny that all right i went for just a dude that's gonna block the entire net like i didn't even think about <laughs> i just went with mo bamba the dude has freakishly oh, long dimensions that's and he's obviously athletic he's in the nba and he's just gonna cover every inch of the net so so I'm going with Mo Bamba. And plus, that's a great, like, hype-up song. If the other team's coming up for, like, to hit a PK, you just play Mo Bamba, the stadium goes crazy, and then he saves it, you know? Um, 
<laughs> All right. Wrap around snake style. Uh, my defender, you know, I thought a couple different ways here. But I think I'm just going to go with Zion because I know he's not the quickest, but I'm going for a defender that nobody's going to be able to push by him. Like he can just step in and they'll just brick wall. And he's also super high, like can jump super high. So like he's getting every single corner ball. Yeah, his corners be a threat. Yep. So that's where I went at defense. Skyler? Um, I think I'm going to go with reigning defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. Craft. I, I think that for a lot of these picks, uh, my initial thought was to go with just the best athletes that I had or that there were, but they got to be kind of short across the board. So I figured Marcus Smart at like 6'3 or however tall he is would make a fine center back. Well, do they have to be short? Could you just dominate the world by putting our gigantic athletes out there? I don't know. I really was trying to think through it, but I mean, the rest of the world has big people. I think there's some level of endurance and and quickness that's required. That means that you should be Fair like three percent body fat and five five. Fair enough. <laughs> Jeep, uh, I'm going for a little bit of speed. I'm going to take Tyree Kill for defense. For defense. Oh shit, um, Dejounte Murray. <laughs> DeJounte Murray is a good one. Okay. I, was, I, I think everyone and their mother was going to take Tyreek Hill. So you get the you get the wraparound on the snake if you want him. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going to take Tyreek Hill. In your midfield? No. Fuck. Um, <laughs> do you want me to just put him at striker and we'll just do striker midfield together? Yeah. yeah clearly yeah. one. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's the best pick. I think that's. Handy. Yeah, I had him. I had him slated for a striker. Um. All right. Then. It's uh, back to you, Sky. I think I think if we're going midfielder, I'd like someone a little more technical, somebody who's going to distribute the ball for me. Give me Trey Young. Trey Young. It's interesting. Do you think he just shoot a bunch of long shots? And <laughs> the way I imagine it is like almost like a center attacking midfielder and have the offense run through him. Yeah. And then just launch from thirty five. And you know he is actually a sneaky good assister in the NBA as much sneaky, as sneaky, sneaky good. I think he's he's averaged over ten the last couple of years. Uninformed statistic yeah. poll. Well, for my midfield, I'm going to go with just a great distributor, but also a guy that can go on a run himself if he needs to. Give me Josh Allen in the midfield. Oh, oh. interesting. Oh, and that leads another midfield spot open as well. And with my second midfield spot, you guys might not this one might kind of left field for you guys, but it's really important to have an excellent free kick taker. Someone to line up for your corners as well. Give me Justin Tucker. Give uh, me a dude that's going to be automatic from the penalty spot. I like that. Corners going to give me great long free kicks. You know, it doesn't have to be everything in the play of field, you know, flop a little bit. Justin Tucker up there automatic. Justin Tucker strikes me as a decent athlete too. Yeah, he doesn't look like a total wimp, you know. Like no. he could do something out there. Right, I think uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Sean's heart here, and you kind of gave me the idea with Josh Allen. I kind of want Jalen Hurts in my midfield. It I mean, you, he, he was my second pick behind Josh Allen. Built like a bowling ball. I yeah. like the height piece. He's actually sized relatively like a like a. Uh, soccer player and he obviously can go on runs for himself and has the vision i like the way the midfield is shaping up here 
All right, Jeep, back to you for your two midfield spots. Uh, so I need a guy who can coordinate everything, and he's got a thick leg. And I think Eric <laughs> Nebling is just the man for that. <laughs> <laughs> two episodes in a row, Eric Nebling gets a mention. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, and then for my last pick, I would like – Lamar Jackson, I think. I think yeah. he's, he's he's probably a good one. Wonder Lamar how else definitely else somewhere are. up on my list. Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, and Eric Nebling is quite the trio. <laughs> it's a good front court, right? <laughs> uh, I think for I think for mine it would be a, it'd be a tragedy to not take a running back somewhere in here because I think they'd match up really well. Probably get winded a little bit, but you'd use them strategically. Give me Saquon. I like Saquon up top. Up top. I think he'd be really tough to deal with. He's not like gonna outpace everybody up top by himself, but he's gonna be strong on the ball. He was on my list. But he was my actually have my second guy behind Tyreek for striker. And for me to round off my team, I got John Morant up top. Oh, that's I'm just a good gonna one. go with a bit of lightning. The rest of my team is a little slow, no doubt about it. John Moran up top, that's that's just some lightning out of the bottle. I like that. All right. Well, it looks like we got three minutes to go. What's our what, what are we doing for a three-minute drill today? Um, I did want to recap that you guys both lost the pick'em last week. Yeah. Ah, exactly as I said. Hell of a football game, though, that you picked that <laughs> one out for the pick'em. That's yeah, that's the grossest game. And Fields played amazing again. Amazing. Legit. Um what do you guys have tonight in the Eagles commanders? We'll do that as the pick them. It's minus 11 and a half. Um, it's funny because I feel like there's going to be a trend. That's just me and Jeep going against Sean, but let's see if that, if that changes here. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go for the commanders to cover, but lose. I think it's going to be a really ugly football game. I, I, I like the way that the Eagles play, but I definitely think that it, it, it can get ugly. And I think that the commanders are the team to make it ugly. So let's go Eagles win, but they don't cover uh as a titans fan i love ugly football um and i know that there's a lot of sharp money or maybe not a lot but there's a little bit of sharp money on the commanders plus 11 and they know more than i do so i'm going for the commanders Mm -hmm. so that's that's my pick although you gave me plus 11 and a half didn't you it's not oh wait yeah yeah yeah. absolutely i'm an i'm an idiot never mind yeah. I was thinking of reversing the bet line. Yep. Plus 11 and a half of the commander. Oh, wait. If we can do alter- alternate lines and then. No, no, no. No, you're right, Jeep. I was. You I do was whatever you want. There's no rules, George. You can just. No. Can do whatever. I, I'm sticking at 11 and a half. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to take the Eagles, obviously, to cover this. Uh, over under was 42 and a half. I think this is an over as well. Um. All right, and just to wrap it up here, I do want to say I appreciate all the feedback we got and some hate mail. Won't lie. We got called some mean names by some people, but yeah. I think they're still going to listen because it's sports fans, and sports fans were mad, so you're doing something right if sports fans are, are wrong. One thing I want to say, unless Jeeb has it off the top of his head here, we need a name for our listeners. What, what are we going with? You know, the Always Sunny podcast has the creeps and listeners. For all 12 of them? For all 12 of them, yeah. Um, the heebie-jeebies. 
the heebie-jeebies. Now, Maybe we'll leave it up to the listeners. We, let's we'll, table this one. Yeah, we got to put some thought into this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, guys, it was fun talking again. Another great episode, I feel. I feel like we might get two dozen listeners this time. I have, I have good faith. Let's hope so. Um, Leave a five-star yeah. review. Five-star review. Follow us on social. Like, like and subscribe. Um, Website coming soon. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. And thanks for all the hot takes. All, all right. right. Bye. Have a good one. Later.